You will treat all Marines with the highest level of respect, for we have earned our place as Marines and will accept nothing less than that from you! This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I must master my life. Without me, my rifle is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. is going on all my crayon eaters out there welcome to the jarhead podcast season two this is a special live edition we are streaming as always live on youtube to over 150 countries worldwide if you're out there in the live chat go ahead and say something we don't know that you're out there unless you do quick shout out to fw sykes and jacob s and brandon switzer what's going on if you guys are out there go ahead and say something like I said, we don't know that you're out there if you don't. If you'd like to call or text into the show, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends over at Hyperion Munitions. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably maybe talk you through some stuff. More importantly, I could just be a good listener, get you, let you get some stuff off your chest and just listen. Um, if you are looking to get someone to get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. Uh, all right. Uh, FW Sykes says, nope, skip the crayons. Army and Navy, we gave you all rides. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, like I said, we're going to do a special live edition tonight. So if you have any questions out there for me uh, regarding military or what, anything really, but we're going to try to keep it in the military realm type of stuff. Not necessarily, you can talk guns, but in the military sense, if you want to, we'll try to make this more of a, a military podcast. Uh, especially if you're thinking about joining the military, go ahead and ask those questions. We'll answer them as, as well as we can and uh, maybe give you guys some information um on myself or or whatever so if you have any questions go ahead and put them out there we will be taking live questions this season season two is powered by our good friends over at hyperion munitions and hyperion munitions uh, is a veteran owned and operated manufacturing company and ammo dealer based in largo florida uh, they manufacture like pistol and rifle calibers uh, they distribute a large selection of top-of-the-line guns, such as uh, Garrisar shotguns, Ariskany Arms, great 1911s. They also sell Operator Coffee, and obviously the ammo dealer is Veteran Ammo. So go check out all of our good friends, and we'll talk a little more about them a little bit later, but uh, go check them out over at HyperionMunitions.com. FW Sykes says, I appreciate you giving out that info for the hotline. My brother was a Marine. He was one of those 24-day veterans that took his own life. That's touching. Thank you. Well, um, not that it's worth anything. We can never bring your brother back. But um, the 22-a-day has dropped down to about 17-a-day, which is way, way, which 17 more than we need. 
Uh, but there's a lot of good work going out there um, trying to help people understand that uh, there are people out here to help them. There's a lot of organizations now that are trying to help with the mental health side of things. Um, more importantly, you know, just be there for someone. If you know that they've, they're going through some stuff, don't, I, I'll tell you what, this is the biggest thing I can tell you. Uh, most of the time they don't want to talk about what they've seen or done. Um, but just let them know that you're there. If you ever want to talk, you can just talk, you know, uh, you don't have to talk about anything dark or anything like that. They probably don't want to talk about that. Uh, but just be available, be present, uh, and make sure that, uh, a lot of times guys, this is the real deal. Um, a lot of the guys don't know that they're having issues, uh, in their minds, everything is normal. Uh, they don't realize their personality has changed. They don't realize uh, that they're acting different. So you need to be that first response out there. If you see someone uh, that might be struggling, then you can definitely tell a personality change has happened or they're they're cutting you off and uh, they're separating themselves from the rest of the world. You know, like I said, be there. Talk to make them sure that they know that there is there is help out there, that you're, you're, you're there to help. Uh, more importantly, just, just be around for them and, and let them know, hey, you know, I love you, um, but I can tell that something's changed, something's different everything okay um and there's a lot of people they can talk to that won't judge that will just try to get them help so uh be around for them and, and understand that uh, there's been some things happening in their lives that uh have changed them a little bit and that's just the way it is um yeah brandon says also we should take the time to thank and appreciate the men and women that answer the the, the line trying to help at, at the hotlines absolutely uh, that's that's a very thankless job, but uh, absolutely, I agree. Uh, like I said, if you got any questions out there, throw them out there, um, and we'll try to answer them. We're going to talk about a couple subjects that have come up in the last week. Obviously, uh, Veterans Day is coming up in a, in a couple couple three weeks, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, yeah, uh, real quick, Jacob S. out there is a young man that follows a channel a lot. A lot of great questions over on the Armed Citizen podcast. Every week we can talk guns and stuff. So if you're interested in that podcast, come over and see us Tuesday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, live on the channel. Um, he says, Ghost, what kind of training does someone go through in the beginning to become a service member? It really uh, depends on the branch. I mean, I'm not saying that one's harder than the others. Um but each boot camp is, is different depending on which branch you go to. Um, if you're talking about maybe training that lead that leads up to going to boot camp or whatever they call it, um, just make sure if you're going to go to boot camp, make sure that you're just you don't have to be a rock star, physically fit specimen. Just make sure that you know, you're in decent shape. That you know you can you can run a little bit. You're, you're you can maybe do a few pull ups and all of that. You can do some sit ups and push ups. Um, like I said, you, you know, you're not just gonna, if you can handle a little bit of exercise, then they'll get you in shape. I promise you. Uh, the last thing you want to do is show up to boot camp way out of shape, especially if you're going to the Marine Corps, if you're going to the Marine Corps boot camp and you show up out of shape, a little overweight and all that, it's going to be rough for you. It's going to be rough for you. I'll just say that. Um, but if you can run a little bit or a lot, uh, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, maybe do a couple pull-ups. Um, most importantly, if you can run without dying, you know, three or, three or four or five miles. Now, when we run three to five miles, it's not like we are running um, in crazy, crazy. Um, oh, Yoko, my wife sent me a text. 
um, you're not running crazy speeds. You know, you're not running fast, except for maybe your PFT. Then you're going to have to run it for a time and all that. But when you do platoon runs and all that, <clears throat> it's it's at a decent pace that you're going to be able to to handle. <clears throat> I tell you, <clears throat> a lot of people make fun of the Marines. I think I guess every branch does it, but I know the Marines, especially when we run, we we run in cadences. And you've usually got an NCO out there run through yelling cadences for us to return. And there's a reason why the cadences are there. It's not just to you know have us singing and yelling and all of that while we run. But what that does is that forces you to breathe while you're yelling. It forces you to breathe and maybe takes your mind off of the fact that you're running and you may not like to. Um, but you know, um, yeah, just be able to run a little bit. FW Sykes, as I was a combat engineer in CB, we were constantly doing PT runs and rucks. Yeah, PT is a big part of it for sure. Um, combat engineer CBs, man, the CBs were pretty good, man. We had Marines, we had our own combat engineers, but they were a little bit different than the CBs. The CBs, man, they could put together uh, bridges and build little towns and stuff uh, pretty good. Um, here we go. <clears throat> JJ, thank you for the $5 super chat. Support the devil dog and his hard work. What good chat. These are very interesting times. Stay frosty. 21 actual. Hour. Appreciate you, brother. Um, thank you for that uh, super chat. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, there are some interesting times right now uh, with everything going on over in Israel and the Ukraine and all of that. Um, us abrupt, abruptly leaving out of Afghanistan after 20 years. Not that I don't agree that we shouldn't be in Afghanistan anymore, but how we did it, you basically, uh, President Biden uh, basically shit on the 20 years of service that our men and women put in, the efforts we put in over there, and just said, you know, it was all for nothing, uh, which was kind of a shitty thing. Veteran Ammo is the ammunition brand produced by veteran-owned and operated Hyperion Munitions, focused on the best quality training, defense ammunition, and hunting products. They leverage their military backgrounds to ensure the ammunition works every time. They offer products in centerfire handgun, rifle, and shot shell categories and are always adding product offerings. Go visit the Hyperion Munitions website and click on the Veteran Ammo tab. Jacob asks, what generally does PT include? I, once again, I'm, I'm coming from the Marine Corps. I, I can't speak for any other branch, um, so I'm sorry. Uh, I can only speak for what we do. Uh, typically, before PT starts, PT is usually a run. Uh, before that, we'll do some sit-ups, some flutter kicks, some push-ups, all sorts of stuff, depending on what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, most of the time, it was sit-ups, push-ups, uh, flutter kicks, all that kind of stuff. And then we go for a three- to five-mile run. Um and then, you know, we obviously worked out in the gym and different things like that. Um, but when you're talking about like a platoon PT or company PT or whatever, yeah, you, you run together, um, you know, and you run three to five miles, maybe more, maybe less, depends on the day. Uh, but you generally three to five miles, sit-ups, push-ups, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, burpees when you get ready. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we, the burpees were more of, um, how do I put this? Uh, if someone needed, um, motivation, burpees were a good way to get motivation. Um, remember in PT, they're not trying to hurt you guys. You know, they're, they're trying to get you in shape or keep you maintain shape and all of that. 
So um, a lot of sit-ups, a lot of push-ups, a lot of push-ups, um, a lot of sit-ups, a lot of flutter kicks, trying to keep that core strong. And then obviously running. And a lot of people say, why do you guys run so much? And and and, and the, the basic idea of running is, is not because you need to be able to run far or fast or anything like that. It just keeps your legs in shape and it keeps your breathing in shape because if you're dropped off somewhere, you know, 10 clicks out from, you know, somewhere you've got to get to and you've got to hump it, you know, 10 clicks, you've got to be in decent shape to do all of that. Uh, we would go on humps every now and then. We would do up to 50 miles at t- sometimes. Uh, a lot of them were 10, 15-mile um, humps, 25-mile. Uh, uh, minimum was usually about 10 miles. Um, mo- the biggest one we ever did was was 50 uh, with our with our rucks on and all that. Um, but it was it was good. Uh, wake up accountability and then dynamic warm up, then run, swim, and run. Uh, what what us a click? Uh, uh, what what is a click? Kilometer? What do we call a click? Kilometer? <clears throat> you do like a, a a fifty a fifty mile hump or a ten mile hump or whatever. Uh, but when you when we're usually out and about doing stuff, and we just call it a click. It's a kilometer. Uh, kind of figured out um, that way and all that. So, what what was the longest ruck in full gear you had to do, Brandon Switzer asked. Uh, fifty miles, fifty mile hump. Um, so there is that was um, there was a mountain out at Camp Pendleton. Everyone any state anyone stationed out at Camp Pendleton, you knew the Grim Reaper out there. It was a mountain. We called it uh, Mount Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, if you have sensitive ears, this might not be the podcast for you. Uh, Mount Motherfucker. But uh, a lot of the times we did we did, a, we did 50 miles at, at one time. Um, there you go, Ozzy. Click says 0.62 miles. There you go. Um, but uh, it's, it's basically a kilometer. Uh, we call it a click. It's kind of a kilometer. Um yeah, the Reaper, yeah, it was Mount Motherfucker. At least it was back in our day. Uh, we call it Mount Motherfucker. So we always had to do some stuff around Mount Motherfucker and uh, the Reaper. But, uh, but you know, no, uh, 50 miles was the longest um, hump that we had to go through with gear on. Um, a lot of times we did those 10 miles, 15, 20-mile humps a lot. Um, and a lot of times we we weren't in full gear. Just because when we went somewhere, uh, we weren't like in full gear a lot. Um, you know, we had our gear with us, but we weren't going to be humping with our full gear. Let's just be honest. Uh, that's a little secret that a lot of people don't realize. Very few times are you going to be humping uh, downrange with patrolling with full gear uh, on your back. So uh, a lot of it was just to uh, a lot of the humps were, were motivational humps. Um, a lot of the humps were on Fridays. So when we got done with the hump, we usually took the rest of the day off, which was nice. Uh, a lot of it was, um, we would, we would roll, uh, land nav into it sometimes and maybe, uh, included in the 50 miles, it might've been like a 25 mile hump. Let's, let's say it was a 25 mile hump, maybe 10 miles of it was an actual hump. The other 15, you were working nav, uh, land nav, night nav. Uh, you would get to the range, do, get some shooting in, but you were humping throughout that whole thing. So it added up to that, that 20, 25 mile hump. Um, what would full gear include? You know, you, you had back in the day, you, you would have like uh, your shelter half, which was like a half of a tent that you basically had 
uh, two people at shared a tent, right? So half you know, one person would carry half of the shelter half. It's called shelter half, obviously. Uh, you would have, um, obviously, you would have your canteens. You'd have your war belt, your H harness, whatever you guys were carrying, your plate carriers, whatever. Um, but you would also have um, poncho, poncho liners, uh, any shovels, any other gear. Now, if you're talking about being a 60 gunner or a, a saw guy, you're carrying your your primary weapon system, which would could be either your M16 or your machine gun, whatever you were. Uh, you're carrying ammo with that, extra barrels with that. Uh, it can get up to, you know, some of those guys were carrying about 80, 85 pounds on their back uh, if it got to a full loadout. Uh, but all the kind of stuff that you would need, uh, obviously first aid kits, um, anything, everything that you might possibly need. But like I said, a lot of times we wouldn't carry full gear. Most of the time we didn't. Um, we were skeletonized down because we would never carry most of that stuff anyway. So, uh, a lot of it, that was more like a boot camp. You carried like full gear and every now, I guess every now and then you do make a, a five or 10 mile motivation lump with everything on there. But most of the time it was, it wasn't full gear humps, at least for us. I can't speak for anybody else, but uh, a lot of it was had to do with maybe some navigation, uh, do some, uh, some night nav, we would do walk down to the range, do some range shooting, do some night range, uh, and then hump it doing some light na uh, night nav back, and then you know all that stuff. So it was really really interesting. Uh, Brandon Switzer is super random, but when did they start giving you MREs, and which one is your favorite? Um, I mean, the first MREs we got was in boot camp actually, because we spent a couple weeks out in the field. Uh, during boot camp camping out and all that and and so that's how we ate we would have like a hot meal in the morning um, and then we eat mres my favorite back in the day it's gonna sound weird um was probably the beef stew now understand you had about five minutes to eat so you kind of just ate everything at one time and it's gonna sound nasty but i'm not gonna lie it was really good so beef stew but you had put you came you had like peanut butter and you had crackers and I would not suggest eating the crackers. Um, there actually there's people out there that do like the MRE cracker challenges. Can't eat a whole thing without drinking water or anything. There's no way it was so bad. But anyways, uh, I'd crumble up the crackers so that the beef stew came in a, in a pouch. You open it up and I'd crumble the crackers up, put it in there, and I would tell you it sounds disgusting. I know, but. Once again, you're hungry. You don't have much time to eat. You're just going to eat, right? So I'd also take the peanut butter pouch, and I'd put it inside the beef stew, and I'd stir it all up, and I'd eat it all one. And it sounds disgusting, but for me, um, yeah, I that was my favorite. Um, it was a lot of a lot of decent ones. Uh, so a lot of ones that were just god-awful terrible. Um, so, yeah, FW Sykes' MRE started in 81 to go from C-Rations um you know i'm not that old but uh, i don't remember c rations we never had c rations uh chili mac was pretty good uh, yeah it wasn't um chili back's not mad anything that had the egg anything that had the tuna uh stay away from stay away from i'm just saying um the spaghetti wasn't terrible um like i said it's none of it's great by any means but when, when it was what you have to eat, um, you eat what you have, you know. Uh, did you actually look at the MREs when eating them or look up and away at some look up and away at some of them? So, like I said, it, you know, nobody wanted to get any like the tuna or the eggs, anything with egg in it or a tuna or anything like that. The veggie omelet, oh, 
Um, we we were lucky in our platoon that we actually had a guy that liked some of that stuff, so we would always trade him for anything that wasn't egg based or like the tuna or anything like that, fish based. Um, so he actually didn't mind that stuff. So we were lucky that he would take all of our stuff. But uh, you know, usually, usually, I mean, like I said, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, depends on where you are, what you're doing. You're going to have at least one hot meal a day. Um, and it may not be like gourmet hot meal, but it's going to be all right. Um, that's why you have the four squares of TP. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, some of them had like Tabasco. Some of them had different things in there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I didn't mind them, but obviously I, I no one really likes them. Or if anyone you find them that says that really, they liked them. Um, then I want to question their sanity, uh, before we get going, let's, let's talk a little bit about Hyperion editions and let's talk a little bit about, uh, Garrisar shotguns. Garrisar is a Florida based international military arms manufacturer and equipment supplier. They produce customized solutions for American and international law enforcement, governmental agents, and the military. Garrisar manufactures both forged and billet AR-15 lowers, dedicated 9mm lowers, and 308 upper and lower receivers. So go check out the Hyperion's Munitions website and click on the Garrisar Arms tab. So one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, came up this weekend. A buddy of mine had called. He did not serve. And I'm not sure exactly how the whole thing went, but he was watching a video on YouTube, and there was this big, long discussion about stolen valor um, in, in this comment section of whatever video random video he happened to be watching and i don't know the whole premise of why how it got started uh, he called me and ha and asked me a couple things about stolen valor and asked me um you know what exactly is stolen valor and, and then there's there's a lot of different ways to look at stolen valor the biggest way that most people know about is if someone did not serve um, but claim they did, or they're wearing the uniform and they're trying to get discounts or they're trying to get, you know, people to recognize them as, as being military, which they've never served. Um, that's the, the biggest thing of stolen valor that most people know is someone that did not serve in any way, shape or form, uh, trying to pass themselves off as either active or, uh, a veteran. And those are the ones that um, just, it is what it is, man. Um, you know, I, I don't get caught up in all that stuff. Now, I will say this. If I see someone that's trying to imposter uh, someone that served and they didn't serve, and I find out, yeah, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Um, for me, like, here's the thing. Like, there's so many things in this world going on that are bad uh, there's so many things just in everyday life that you have to, to battle every day. Whether or not someone is out there trying to do stolen valor, unless it's just blatantly bad and, and all of that, and you can definitely tell they're lying. Like, I don't have time to worry about that. I, I don't get caught up in, in, in stolen valor as much as others do. Once again, 
you know, I only allow myself so many battles a day and you have to prioritize. You know, I, I try, I try to say that I allow myself one really good battle a day. And if it's something that I need to, to get fired up on, you know, I try to do it once a day and I don't allow myself to do that. But the other stuff you have to prioritize. Is this something that I really want to get upset about? Is this something that really in the grand scheme of things matters? Um, a lot of people do take it a lot more seriously. Um, I, I, I'm one of those people that unless it's blatant and it's something that's serious that they're, they're trying to take advantage of something and, and, and gain the system um, by claiming they're a vet or whatever, then, yeah, I'll, I'll obviously say some of the step in. But um, when it comes down to be actively searching for people that I think that could be lying, I don't have time for that. Uh, that is not something that I, I I care too much about. Once again, you gotta you gotta pick your battles, and I only have so many battles in me, so uh, that's not one that I typically um, I don't I, I typically don't give a shit about. Um, he was also asking about people that may blow their military service out of proportion. I think everybody does that. Let's be honest. Um, I think that's just that's just part of, of human nature. Everyone wants to be Billy Badass and, and all of that. I think it's funny that you go on uh, to Facebook. Thank God I'm not on Facebook anymore. But um, you go on to Facebook and all that, and, and you see all these guys, and everyone that, that says that they were a veteran says that you know, I was a ranger or I was special ops or I was a SEAL or I was – Force Recon or a Marine Raider and Marsoc and all of that. And it's it's hilarious because like less than like 1% of all military people are special operations. I was not special operations by any state of the fact. I wasn't even close to it. Uh, less than 1% of the, uh, of the guys out there serving are, are, are in the special operations command. And but everyone on Facebook and and in, 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 on YouTube and all that were somehow, um, which is hilarious to me. You know what? Here's the thing: if that's what they want to do to kind of justify themselves, cool. Um, I, I'll tell you another one that they got brought up to me uh, a couple years ago. Uh, there was a guy on YouTube apparently, and I had some uh, some YouTube buddies of mine ask me about it that didn't serve. There's a guy on YouTube that claims to be a veteran and is uh, utilizing the VA benefits and all of that, uh, saying he was Army and all of that. Um, but apparently, and I don't know if this is true, I don't know how they got this information, I'm just going with the story, right? A couple of them asked me one time, um, it's like, hey, so-and-so you know, is always talking about being a veteran and in the Army and all that, and is at the VA a lot. Uh, I understand that he never completed boot camp. So is he really a veteran? And once again, these are people that didn't serve. So it is what it is. But a, a lot of it comes down to, to me, once again, pick my battles. I need to pick the things that I tru truly you know, choose to get upset about. And I told him straight up, I was like, look, man, you don't know the situation. What if he didn't graduate boot camp? I said, but I'll tell you one thing. He volunteered. He wasn't drafted. He volunteered. He raised his right hand, and he took the oath. He goes to boot camp. Now, maybe he gets hurt doing boot camp, and they medically discharge him. I don't know the situation. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
but they're like, he's not really a veteran if he didn't complete boot camp. You're being paid for the day you get to boot camp. So, whatever. Uh, to me, they took the oath. They volunteered to take the oath to defend this country from any enemy, foreign and domestic. Um, that means a lot to me. Um, I'm a big, obviously the flag means something very, very dear to me and anyone that's willing to take that oath and, um, volunteer to take that oath. I'm cool with, uh, I don't know the situation of this gentleman. I don't know what happened if he didn't finish boot camp, uh, as long as he didn't like quit and, you know, they give him a dishonorable or other than honorable or general or whatever. If he, if he got out with an honorable discharge, and he got hurt during boot camp, and they chose to medically discharge him or whatever. Um, he can't help that, you know. Once again, he raised his right hand. He took the oath. He went there. He tried, and it is what it is. So uh, when it comes down to, like, the stolen valor and all that, man, um, I, I find it funny that most of the people that get pissed off about stolen valor are people that didn't serve a day in their life. So go figure. I, I, I don't understand that. Um you know, I, I, I've never understood. I, I, I do get the fact that there are people out there trying to um, get benefits or get discounts and all of that. Um, my wife will tell you and, and my friends will tell you that know me. Um, I've been out for 25 years. Is that right? I've been out for 25 years. Holy cow. I'm talking about feeling old, right? Anyways, um, I've never asked for a military discount. I refuse to ask for military discounts. I don't believe that that's why we served. I don't think that it's proper to ask for discounts. Now, someone's going to offer and they're advertising military discounts and all that, and they offer it to you on a website or whatever. Absolutely. Take it. Um, but I've never asked, Hey, do you give military discounts? I think that's, that's bullshit. I think that that's, I, I just don't think that's right. Um, once again, that's not why we serve. We didn't serve to get fucking discounts at, at Starbucks, right? Uh, we didn't get discounts to, uh, playing golf courses. That's not why we serve. Well, maybe that's why some people serve. That's not why I served. And most of my friends, that's not why we serve, um, is to get discounts and all that. Now that said, that said, my wife will 100% take advantage of any and all military discounts that are out there. And I have absolutely no problem with my wife taking advantage of that because it's not me too. It does save money. Uh, she's earned that right as well. Now she will 100%. If there's a military discount, hundred percent, she's using it. I have no problem with that. Me personally, I will not ask for a military discount. Uh, that's just the way I am. Um, Let's see here. Georgia Trucker out there says, I work with a guy that got hurt in boot camp and discharged, and he has my respect. Because he enlisted, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things. Um, you know, once again, you volunteer, you raise your right hand, you take that oath, and you go and you get hurt. That is not your fault. That person was there doing everything they could, and you get hurt. It is what it is. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, they didn't serve long enough, or they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Um no nah, man, they 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 volunteered, raised their right hand, took the oath, and went. So they've got my respect. So um, Sykes out there says, 18 years out myself. Damn, yeah, making me feel well. No shit. It's like, wow. It's like, okay, yeah, this is crazy. 
um the number just kind of popped into my head i was like holy cow been out a while um and a lot of people know the story when i got out i was in the 90s man and, and that was when clinton was trying to downsize the footprint of the military and um i tell you one thing when i got out of the marine corps i had a very very bad taste uh in my mouth about the marine corps it was just the way that things were handled they, they froze promotions uh they made it almost impossible to re-enlist um without jumping through a lot of hoops and 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 i was i was willing to re-enlist but I, I i told my captain that i wouldn't certain things and he wasn't able to get it done for me and i was like look you know it is what it is they made it very difficult to want to be in the military once again i can only speak for the marine corps marine corps was very difficult in the in the mid to late 90s um very very difficult uh, because of what was going on politically um New York outcast Rob out there says, I have more respect for people trying and not making it. They're not trying. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, I, I tell you one of those things, um, I, I joined the Marine Corps. I, I'm a little different animal. Um, I, I'm ultra competitive. Like I'll cut your throat. If we're playing monopoly. Like I, my family, we don't play board games. I, I make it not fun. And that's just the way I am. I'm ultra competitive. No matter what I'm doing, I will win. Um, you know, I'm one of those people, and a lot of people that may get this, but you know, I I hate losing more than I love winning. Um, I, I expect to succeed in everything, and so when I don't, I, I'm not I'm not fun. I'm not fun to be around. That's the real thing. Uh, when I joined the Marine Corps, I joined the Marine Corps not because I had some. Um, yeah, Victor says you know how wives love a discount. Damn straight. Discount double check, baby. Discount double check. Uh, my wife will utilize veteran discounts, military discounts like a mug. I will never ask for one. I will never use one um, unless, like I said, unless it's already out there and like, hey, you know, we're giving you a discount, this, that, and the other. But my wife, my wife's favorite website is IDMe, uh, where they have a lot of uh, different websites and companies i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna knock her on it either because she saves us a lot of money i am not gonna to, to do that and like i said she's earned the right to use military discounts being my wife for sure um but yeah yeah man she saved us money but that, that's that hey man that's not me but i'm gonna let her do it uh my my big anyways go ahead and get back to, to, to joining i joined the marine corps because i got into a a lifestyle that was was very detrimental where i probably wouldn't have made it very long with uh drinking and, and doing drugs and just a lifestyle partying like non-stop 24 7 and it just wasn't fun uh it was about three or four in the morning one night and my best friend at the time from high school and all that he's like man we should we should we need to do something to get out of here i was like hell yeah and i was like where are you going to go and he was like let's go join the military and i was like ah really I was like, all right, like, cool, right? Let's go. So the next day we went over to the recruiting place, and I don't know where it is in your town, but where I was outside and, and, and just outside of Dallas, Texas, I grew up in a town called Plano. They had, like, all four branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, all in one little strip, the strip center mall thing, uh, and you go to their offices. And I just went straight to the Marine Corps. Um, my buddy's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go to the Marine Corps. And he was like, hell no. No, that's no, way too hard. Let's let's go like join the Army or something. 
And I was like, bro, if I'm going to do this, like this is how my mentality is. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to go the hardest way possible and I'm going to push myself. That's just how I'm wired. That's how I've always been. Uh, he ended up not going, um, which is fine. I think my mom was more pissed at him than I was. I didn't, at that point, I was just, let's just do this. Um, but I, I joined because I joined the Marine Corps because I wanted to join the hardest, the best, push myself. I wanted to find out uh, what I could do. Now, physically, simplified, Jason, physically, boot camp was very easy for me. I never had an issue at all with boot camp physically. I was more worried about my smart-ass mouth. Um, so my only goal for 13 weeks of boot camp was to just keep my mouth shut. Don't be a smart-ass because they'll kill you. Back then, they, they could beat the shit out of you. Um, I I just told myself, just don't be a dumbass and say something stupid. So my only goal, I knew physically I could handle anything the Marine Corps put at me. I was a good athlete. It is what it is. I was more worried about just saying something stupid and get my ass beat. So luckily, I was smart enough to keep my mouth shut for 13 weeks. Uh, Sykes out there says, uh, I'm the only non-Marine in my family. I went basic in 91. My brother hit a pair of fatigues with USMC stamped on the cargo pockets. The DI found them and smoked me for eight weeks straight. That sounds about right. Uh, Ozzy out there says, I didn't, sir. The military wasn't very popular at the end of Vietnam, mid to late 70s. Yeah, he's old as shit. Uh, no, I'm just, uh, just messing with Ozzy out there. Um, no, I get it. And, and you know what? That That's a shame, isn't it? Um, you know, the military wasn't popular, especially when those guys came back from Vietnam. They were treated like absolute trash. And let's remember, you know, the vast majority of those guys that went to Vietnam were drafted. They didn't have a choice. Now, obviously, there were a lot that did volunteer that wanted to go there and serve the country and all that. But uh, Vietnam, they were a lot of them were drafted. So a lot of these guys went over there, force, forcefully gone to Vietnam, drafted into military service, sent over to a place around the world that nobody wanted us there. We didn't want to be there. Um, and when they got home, they were treated like trash. And I, I don't understand that. Um, I don't get that. You know, these people, most of them didn't have a choice. They were drafted. And still, we're treated like shit called baby killers and all that. Look, war is not pretty, folks. Let's just be honest. Uh, there's a lot of shit that goes down in conflicts and in wars that you don't want to know about. I promise you. Um, that's why I say, like, when, when your loved ones come home, the last thing they want from you is to ask you how many people you killed or what all happened. They don't want to talk about it. Um, so don't force them to talk about it. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens that it's either their life or yours or your brother's lives behind you and you do what you got to do. Um, that's just a way of, 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 of being a warrior. Um, that's just what it is. Um, Rob says, I got marked the first day after helping the guy next to me. I carry my bags and his will pulling him along after getting smoked. Yep. Clover Tech out there. He says, got a friend told if he would voluntarily up for six years, he would not go to NAM. So he did two weeks in the basic NAM ended and he was stuck. That's kind of interesting. Uh, I wonder if that recruiter knew that uh, they were getting ready to end the conflict in Vietnam and sold him a bill of goods. Um, it is what it is. 
Um, oh, he got smoked, not you. Okay, good. Um, yeah, Clover out there, and, and when I was talking about the Stolen Valor uh, earlier, he was the one that brought it up. Uh, he called me and was asking me, and like I said, man, Stolen Valor, I don't, I don't get involved with that shit unless it's blatant right in front of me, happening live in front of me in person. Anything on social media and all of that, man, I'll I, I leave that fight for other people. I've I, I got too many things going on in my life. i got too many issues to worry about in everyday life. I don't need to worry about other people's bullshit. Um, stolen Valor is it's what it is. Uh, it, you know, I, I, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get fired up about like other people do, but it is what it is. Um, uh, is he even tall enough for service? Clover did not serve. Um, but, um, I, you know, as much as we joke, I'm only like an inch taller than Clover. So if I'm tall enough for service, I know he is. Yeah. We actually had, we had a kid and I want to say he was maybe Korean in our platoon and boot camp. He was like five, two, five, one, five, two. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, um, so we, we would have, uh, contests and all that. And, um, we had this thing in boot camp where uh, it's kind of a field day type thing where we did a bunch of events and each platoon got points for different events and whoever won got like every Sunday in boot camp you clean the squad bay and whoever won didn't have to clean the squad bay the other platoons would come in and clean the squad bay for them whatever. Um, so, anyways, uh, one of the thing one of the events that I was included in was boxing and you're in like literally they build uh, it's a ring. Uh, literally like a four foot, three foot by three foot square, four foot by four foot square. It's basically big enough for the both of you to fit there. And you have your headgear and your gloves on and they basically say fight. And you just start way, you know, may wailing, just, just going after each other until one person is down and they stop the fight. So you go through all these different fights. I actually get to the championship in, in my weight division and uh feeling pretty good about myself i hadn't lost a fight yet and i get into the finals and i'm fighting this korean kid right and he's like five foot nothing i'm like okay i finally like feel like i'm bigger and stronger than someone uh usually i'm the smaller one and just have to just you know fight uh but i finally felt like okay i've got an advantage on this kid and di says fight and next thing i remember i was waking up looking up and people just like holy shit i said what the hell happened he said dude he hits you like five times before you even blinked so um yeah that dude was a badass um he was smaller than me but size doesn't matter a whole lot if you can go you can go and like i said i can i'll throw down with pretty much anybody it might beat my ass but it's going to take you a while but two uh, always remember, no matter how bad you think you are, there's always someone badder out there. Um, and I found out that a little five foot two Korean kid could hit me five times without me even moving my gloves. And I was out for a second or two. And it is, uh, Clover says, well, I tried to enlist in the army twice in the nineties during Clinton. They were using every excuse not to take people when I tried both times. This is true. Like I said, the Clinton years in the nineties, man, were not fun. They were, um, they were trying to downsize the military footprint. And remember, the Marine Corps is already small enough as it is. So they, they froze promotions. They made it almost impossible to re-enlist. Uh, it, was, it was a bad, bad, bad situation. Uh, Rob says, I'm not a fan of stolen valor. People that serve earn it, and, that, and it ain't easy. 
Yeah, and here's the thing about that stolen valor story that I was talking about. Um, you know, I like I said, man, I I'm not saying that I I appreciate people. I mean, I don't like stolen valor, but once again, unless it's happening right in front of me and it's blatantly obvious this fucker didn't serve and he's wearing wrong uniforms together and, and wearing ribbons that shouldn't be there or, or claiming service that there's no way he could have done. Uh, I, I mean, I, I might say something in that situation, but more than likely, especially on social media, soul and valor, I don't give a shit, man. Like I got way too many things in my life to worry about than someone out there trying to make themselves feel better. Uh, now the question that, that Clover had called me about was, like I said, it was in some random video and there was like this big, long conversation, the comments, which is funny to me, but it is what it is about stolen valor was not necessarily people that didn't serve claim they served it was embellishing or saying that they did certain things that they didn't um you know saying that you were a seal when you weren't or saying you were army ranger when you weren't saying you were this that and the other um you know i mean that'll be found out pretty quickly you know what i'm saying like it's a pretty small network and you know you're gonna have to deal with that um so it is what it is um psych says i had a guy in basic let's see here get back up there i had a guy in basic that was five foot even he was amerasian dude would smoke everyone in our platoon right 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 um Clovertax says, yeah, I'm just not a fan of liars, and basically that is stolen value. You can be a veteran and still a liar. Well, this is true, too. Um, let's see here. Scott Nethering, Nethering out there says, good evening. I hate stolen valor. Um, Clover says, I've gotten people pissed at me before because I wear an Army shirt or maybe BDUs or, or, or his Army jacket, even though I'm 100% never claimed to be a veteran. Just wearing clothes is not stolen valor. This is true. And and I know the jacket he's talking about. It's like a NASCAR jacket, I think. I've seen him wear it a few times. Um, and it's NASCAR, but it's got the Army thing on there. And and um, just wearing an Army shirt or Marine Corps shirt or whatever. I mean, who's going to wear an Air Force or Navy shirt just because? Let's just be honest. That's not going to happen. Um no one, no one wants to claim that they're Air Force. Even if you were Air Force, you don't want to claim it typically, right? Uh, just joking. Um, but yeah, uh, people, people, people wear stuff, and that's not stolen valor. What you're doing is, if you're wearing that, trying to claim that you are something, you were, you are a veteran, you did serve, and you're trying to get discounts or you're trying to do all that stuff. That's a whole different. That's a whole different uh, issue. Scott Nairing out there says we had a guy I used to pick on pick up by Miami ambulance on a regular basis. Turns out he actually was a compressional. Oh, he was a congressional medal of honor and everyone treated him like crap. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, we're actually going to have um, Dakota Meyer on the 26th. Uh, we're recording the 26th. It'll come out uh, maybe uh, the week after that, but we're recording the 26th. So congressional medal of honor with Dakota Meyer will be recording this coming week. Um, Congressional Medal of Honor, man. People don't know. Five-star generals have to salute those guys. You could be a, a, an E2 PFC in the Marine Corps, win the Congressional Medal of Honor, and a four-star general's got to salute you. It's pretty amazing. Those guys are the real deal. Um, 
Yep. Yep. Uh, Army PT shirts are the bomb. Super comfortable. Just saying, I don't know. Uh, Our PT shirts were just our green undershirts that we wore their camis. So maybe the Army's probably have they Army probably does. They got a little more money. They, they they probably have like specialized PT gear. We wore our green undershirts and green nylon running shorts. That was what we ran in. Um, if they really wanted to fuck with us, then they made us run in the old khaki shorts that were uh, we used during like swim qual and stuff. But um, yeah, those were the days. Yep, we wouldn't have anything comfortable. We just wore whatever uh, green shirt, green shorts, and let's go run. Um, Scott says I was both Army and Air Force proud of it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm going to give the Air Force and Navy shit just because I can. But let's be honest. Uh, when kids these days ask me about joining the military, I'll tell them go join the Air Force. Dead serious, and I'm serious about it. Um, you're going to have a, a a relatively good lifestyle. Uh, I remember their living conditions are much nicer than what we we have in the Marine Corps. Uh, they take care of you. Um, if you're if you're looking now, if you're looking to to go be Billy Badass, come see if you can hang with the, the Marine Corps. Uh, if you're just looking for something to to get you through four or five years and get you some good on the job training and 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 certified as some different job skills and all of that, go Air Force. They take care of them much better than than, than we do for sure. Um. Let's see here. Georgia Trucker says a teenage injury from a motorcycle and busted inner ear drum got me sent away. Huh? That sucks. Um, Clover says a lot of tech and setup for life after service with the Navy and Air Force. For sure. For sure. Uh, Sykes says Air Force and Navy have better educational value. For sure. Uh, Victor says it's a damn joke. Wow. What, what was the joke? Did I miss something? Uh, oh, life is too short. Don't sweat the petty stuff. Pet the sweaty stuff. Hell yeah. Pet that sweaty stuff. Hell yeah. Um, Clover says all my older family straight up army, but the younger generations have all deviated to Navy and Air Force. And like I said, if, if, if I'm giving anyone advice on where to join these days, it's, it's a hundred percent. I'm going to tell them, um, Air Force Navy. I mean, you know what it is with years of expertise and experience Ariskany arms is proud to be regarded as a firearms manufacturing leader every decision is inspired by the main mission which is to prove the highest standard of product and services to both retailers and customers Ariskany arms took their expertise and introduced a line of full-size american-made series 1911 chambered in 45 acp 10 millimeter and 9 millimeter so go check out the Hyperion Munitions website and click on the Ariskany Arms tab. And if you find them on social media, find a post and just send a, a comment to them saying thank you to support Ghost in the, in the Jarhead podcast. Uh, it means a lot. Go shop their website. Buy some ammo from them. Uh, good prices. Uh, they've got, like I said, they got veteran ammo. They've got Garrisar shotguns. They've got Ariskany Arms. I feel like 1911s doing some cool stuff. Uh, and all of that operator coffee is under that umbrella. Go check out hyperiumunitions.com and uh, tell them thank you and all of that. Um, let's see here. Scott says, I was in the last basic training group to run PT and combat boots and fatigues, and I got the green fatigues. I was also the last basic training group for that. 
I recommend going to school first, and when you go out, be way better off. So here's the thing, and I see what you're saying. If you have an opportunity to go to college, uh, and they still want to serve your country, obviously going in as an officer is going to give you a better uh, probably future. That said, uh, the vast majority of people that are going to the military for college is because they can't afford to go to college on their own. And, and not everyone can afford college that wants to go to college. Or maybe they don't want to go to college. Um, I'll tell you one thing. The, the technical institutes, the tech schools um, in this country are, are phenomenal. You can make a very good living in one of those tech jobs, right? Um, but here's the thing. There is not a tech school in America, not one, that's going to give you a better chance to learn and to the education you're going to get and the on-the-job training you're going to get. There's not a tech school in America that's going to give you the same education as you will get in, in the military. If you want to be a diesel mechanic and you there's a school down the road, great. If you're willing to give up four years of your life to dedicate to serving your country, and you can get a chance to be a diesel mechanic in the military, do it because you're going to make a ton more money when you get out in four years being a diesel mechanic than if you were to go to tech school. Just saying. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing two different things. You're getting a great education, and you're also serving your country. So um, as far as education, you get your education paid for. If you, if you utilize the right things in the military, if you want to go to college, go to college while you're in the military. And you basically go to college for free almost. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying, Rob, uh, about if you can go to college first and you still want to join, then absolutely joining as an officer was a, is a great way to go. But there's a lot of people that can't afford to go to school. And uh, the military is a great way to serve your country and get an education as well. So um, did you hear how hard it was for him to even utter the word shot shell? Yes, Clovertech knows that... Uh, I get rashes. I get, I get, like literally, I'll get allergic, uh, allergic reactions to shotgun talk, and just saying the word shot shells uh, does does hurt a little bit. And Rob says, depending on what your plan is, exactly. Like everyone's got a different plan. Everyone needs help in different ways. There's a lot of people that can't afford or would never be able to go to college without joining the military. It's just what it is. Uh, Mark Jackson goes tactical chat. Hello, what's going on, Mark? How you doing? Um, you guys have any questions for me? Uh, like I said, Veteran Day is coming up in a couple, three weeks. I'll be in Tulsa. As always, Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show always kind of happens around Veterans Day. Uh, the Friday is the Marine Corps birthday, the 10th, and the 11th is Veterans Day. So um, didn't know you could alter the basic contact either. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, maybe someone's having a conversation out there that I'm not aware of. Fine ape is out there. What's up, ape? Uh, so this is where all my purple Crayolas go. Yep, this is where they go. They're right in here. It's a whole box of purple grape crayons. They're not purple. They're grape crayons. Just like this is grape flavored water. Clover says, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yep. So Friday is, uh, I'll get there on Friday in Tulsa, and that's the Marine Corps birthday. Once we'll go out to dinner uh, that night, and then we'll go out Saturday night as a big group as well. Uh, but sat, I think I think Friday is the is the 10th, I think, and that's the Marine Corps birthday. And then the, the next day, the 11th, is Veterans Day. So, yeah. Uh, question, what's the next poll? The next poll tomorrow? Um, 
the next poll tomorrow i want to say it's since it's halloween it's october it's probably some kind of a poll having to do with some kind of like horror movies or something uh if you guys don't know we have a good time uh every thursday saturday and monday on our youtube community tab i put polls out and always one's always a gun question there's one that's either food or music or we always have fun with them and then this month since it's october uh halloween coming up and all that a lot of it's been you know who's better jason or michael myers or which movie was better i want to say that tomorrow well, I guess I could go find out. Can I just go over to my commute tab and, and see what is scheduled for tomorrow? Uh, but go over there and, and vote. It's it's fun. Uh, community tab scheduled for tomorrow. So uh, Thursdays was, uh, do you prefer bolt action rifle or lever action? So you can go vote on that. Um, yesterday's was... Who do you like better, Darth Vader or Yoda? That's actually pretty close in that one. And then when we come out tomorrow, which movie? Choose one. It or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So there's a little, there is a, a little bit of a sneak preview to tomorrow's uh, poll question. Uh, I want to know about the energy drinks. So uh, I don't drink energy drinks. I have tried a few of them, and there is one called the Ghost Energy Drinks that are really, really good, and I wish they were mine. I really do. I wish they, they were mine because I would be a gazillionaire right now. Uh, but the Ghost Energy Drinks are actually pretty damn good. What I like about them, the reason why I'm not huge in energy drinks is when they first start coming out, I tried a couple different ones, and they would give me energy, but then the afternoon crash was severe, right? Like, harsh crash so i stayed away from them way too much sugar and all that but uh the crash was hard uh from what i understand like the ghost ones they didn't crash i actually had a couple ghost ones uh at shot this year and they really did help mark says some of the voting percentages gave me like what the fuck or maybe you're getting old yep maybe getting old we're all getting old brother uh rob saying they offer a basic contract but you request change it at MEP. So here's the thing. I've got a young man that's worked with me for the last few years that's getting ready to join the Air Force. Uh, both of his parents were in the Air Force and all that. Um, and this is one of the things that I told him. Uh, be very, very careful with your uh, recruiter, right? This is just no matter what branch you're in, right? They have uh, recruiters have quotas that they have to meet. And there are certain things, jobs that aren't getting picked, so they're going to have to try to get people to go to jobs that they need help in in, in, in whatever branch they're in. If there's something that you want to do and your ASVAB score gets you in that scoring range that you're actually able to do that job, um, and they say, yeah, you can have that job, before you sign anything, the contract before you sign that contract, read every word of that and make sure that they've got the MOS that you requested in writing. Because if you go in on a general or without an MOS, then you're at the mercy of whatever. If it's the Marine Corps, you're at the mercy of the Marine Corps. They're going to put you where they need you. And you probably will not like the job that you get. So if you want to do something specifically and there's a slot open for that, and they say, yes, you can have it, you qualified to do that, then make sure that your contract says it in writing that you're guaranteed to go to this school for this job. If you don't, 
it's going to be interesting for you. Just saying. Screaming School Saloons says, take care. Stay frosty out there. Faux shizzle. Um, Fine Abe says, Ghost, trust me, there's nothing remotely related to grapes in that flavoring. I've seen the 500-gallon totes, and they list the flavoring as purple. Oddly enough, the brown flavoring is called dirt clay. I just call them purple. Uh, I don't call them orange crayons. I call them, uh, well, I can I do call them orange, but uh, red's not red. They're cherry. Green's not green. They're, they're apple. Uh, the purple crayons are grape crayons. I'm just saying, and those were my favorite. Where all were you stationed? So I was officially stationed um, in Okinawa, Japan for a while, then in Camp Pendleton, North Carolina. I mean, Camp Pendleton, California. I was in North Carolina for a little bit for some schooling. I was in Virginia for school. Uh, I was in a lot of other places, but actually stationed. I was uh, stationed at Camp Panson in Okinawa, Japan, and then Camp Pendleton in California. Um, went a lot of different places throughout that, but um, those were the two places I was stationed. Uh, Rob says they all taste like crap. Honest to God, I've never had a crayon. So here's the thing. The whole crayon eater thing was not a thing when I was in. That didn't start till probably 10, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, I had never heard of a crayon. The, the crayon eater thing was not a thing when I was in. Um which was hilarious because uh, everyone, all the other branches you call us jarheads. Like we, we like that. Like you're not offending us by calling us jarheads. That's, that's, that's a, that's almost a term of endearment for us. So everyone's like, Oh, you jarhead, jarhead. We thank you. You know, um, it is what it is. Psych says, don't trust the recruiter. They're doing their job, man. Um, but you're right. I'm not saying don't trust them. I'm saying um, before you sign anything, read that contract word for word and make sure that it's supposed to be in there because um, you can get screwed that way if you don't. Rob says they said they would pay my child support for me, plus I'd got I'd get a check. That was straight bullshit. I would imagine. I would imagine so, yeah. Um, they might pay your child support, but you're not getting a bonus for your child. It's, it's going to come out of your, your normal pay. They will pay it for you automatically but they're not going to pay it for you you know what i'm saying life lessons for you folks regardless of what you're doing if you don't have it in writing it didn't happen this is true uh, these are chocolate crayons oh interesting interesting chocolate flavored crayons i guess the brown yeah i guess maybe the, the brown the brown crayon would that be chocolate I'd, go, I'd be down for that this season season two is powered by our good friends over at hyperion munitions and hyperion munitions uh, is a veteran-owned and operated manufacturing company and ammo dealer based in Largo, Florida. Uh, they manufacture like pistol and rifle calibers. Uh, they distribute a large selection of top-of-the-line guns, such as uh, Garrisar shotguns, Ariskany Arms, great 1911s. They also sell operator coffee, and obviously the ammo dealer is veteran ammo. So go check out all of our good friends, and we'll talk a little more about them a little bit later, but uh, go check them out over at HyperionMunitions.com. Tell them, uh, go since you, like I said, go find on Facebook or Instagram anything that has Hyperion Munitions, and just make a comment for me if you don't mind. Just comment on any of their posts saying, hey, thanks for sponsoring Jarhead Podcasting Ghost Tactical. We really do appreciate that. Mark says, no, you don't offend a Marine with 
with Jarhead as an ex-Ranger Marines did a good job convincing everyone they're idiots. They're not. Yeah, we can play the dumb ring goal uh, game all you want, and I like to play that game pretty pretty often. Um, the dumb Marine role can, can really put people in the frame of mind that they can underestimate you. Um, to be honest with you, the Marine Corps actually has the highest standards to get in in the other branch. Now, obviously, each branch is going to have different things that are going to have higher standards, but uh, for specific jobs, but just in general, the Marine Corps, a little bit higher standards physically, mentally. Um, I'm, 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 I am, I'm never going to say that I am smarter than everyone, but I'm smarter than a lot. Uh, but I'll play that dumb Marine game all you want. I remember um, having to take an IQ test and for the job that I wanted, and I ended up having like 147 IQ, which is pretty pretty high. Uh, I didn't even know I was that smart. Uh, I might have guessed on half the test, and I just got them right. I don't know. But, uh, no, we like to play the dumb Marine role, and we can do it with the best of them because the second you start underestimating us and drop your defenses a little bit, We'll own your ass. So that's what it is. <laughs> Apes, I thought you were all you were of the ball bearing area. If you lock a marine in a room and nothing but his boxers and a ball bearing, leave four fifteen minutes, his boxer will be gone and the ball bearing will be broken. I'll put to you this way: if you ever want gear tested and broken, like if you want to say, "Hey, I need to find out if if you can break this," send it to the Marines. We'll break it. If we can't break it, we'll 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 explode it. It will be broken. That's what we're known for is breaking shit, and we're very proud. We do that job very very well. Um, yeah, uh, Mark says I was Army and Marine Corps aviators for CS second to none. Yeah, um, you know uh, I I knew a couple of pilots that were really really just solid solid dudes, but. Um, it is not always the recruiter. MEPS charge, changes the contracts. I don't think a recruiter can. Uh, the recruiter can change a contract as long as you haven't signed it. Uh, once you signed in or once you've gotten sworn in and, and all of that stuff, the recruiter is kind of out of the game at that point. you got to go through MEPS and, and, and a colonel. I usually, at least it was a colonel when I was going through a long time ago. Um, can make can make changes and all of that, but uh, I, you know the recruiter's still involved with all that until you sign something and you swear in. Uh, once you swear in or, or sign that contract, then if it needs to be changed, then it's got to go through MEPS at that point. But early on, early on, um, you know, yeah, the, the recruiter's going to be able to do some stuff. Um, don't let people know how good you are; they'll expect it all the time. It's, it's not even that. It was we wanted people to underestimate us. Um, we want people to think that we're just dumb idiots that are go shoot guns and, and, and kill people. Um, that's the whole marine mentality. We're going to we're the we're the best at what we do, and it's and you can ask other branches. We are the best at what we do. We are the most professional branch there is. You ask anyone that's worked with marines, they'll say. What's the what's one word to describe them? They're professional. Uh, we're very very good, um, and we want you to underestimate us. We want that because we'll own your ass. It's it's all good. Uh, and your opinion goes: Who's crazier, Marines or the Seabees? Uh, the Seabees, like I said, I I was never really around many of the Seabees. We 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 had a couple Seabees that had to do some stuff for us over in Okinawa um, to get ready for some stuff. They built some stuff for us. 
Um, but I never hung out with them. Like, I mean, they, they didn't hunt and they didn't hang out with this. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, one of the conversations I had with Clover, uh, was about the Navy was about Corman. Um, and you know, the Corman were, I mean, you'll never hear a Marine talk bad about a Navy Corman ever. Um, but they, they hung out with us. They lived with us. They were, they did it. They trained with us. Everything they did that they were with us. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Corman's. Um, but I will say that I, I don't, I, I wasn't around many CBs. I don't know. I don't know. Um, people assume it's mainly physical, but mental is a huge part. Mental is 99% of it. Let's just be honest. Um, Syke says we CBs can be off the chain. I'm sure you can. I think that we have a, the Marines, we have a bad reputation of just causing trouble and, and being crazy, but you have to understand, um, everything we do is pretty high stress. And they like us stressed out. They they like this intensified our angers and our, 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 our emotions. They want us intense at all times. And so we work hard. And when it's time to play, we play hard. So yeah. Um yeah. Um hour and eleven minutes, guys. Uh like I said, I wanna just come on. We haven't done a live one since last year when it kind of just uh had a couple like I said, conversations over the weekend that's got, got me thinking I want to kind of bring up and all that. It's good to hang out and just say hi. If you guys have any questions, like I said, I'll, I got a few more minutes. I'll stay on a few more minutes. If you guys have any questions for me, ask them. Um, I have no problem. If I can't answer or don't want to answer, I'll just tell you I don't want to answer that or I can't answer that. But I'll answer pretty much anything that you want me to answer. Um, but, yeah. No, we uh, we had a good time. I had a really good time. Uh, the last six to nine months in the Marine Corps for me was was hell, um, but that was the, that was the era back then. They wanted it to be hell. They didn't want us uh, to reenlist. They wanted us to get out. Uh, Sykes says, "When I went from combat engineer in the Army to a CB in the Navy, it was a learning curve for sure. I would imagine anytime you're you're changing branches." Um, thank you. Uh, my wife's keeping me up to date on baseball game. Uh, Rangers are winning three two. By the way, um, changing branches is a thing. You know, I, I know that there's a lot of guys when I got out and, and all of that. When they got out of the Marine Corps, um, the Army and, and all, like, come on, we'll take you right now. Like, you know, whatever rank you were, come on in, and you'll you'll keep the same rank. If not, maybe a promotion. So, um. So, yeah, how's the H3? The Hummer is running great. It is. Put some new tires on the spring. It's running great. It's it's what it is. I, I, I love it. It's fun as shit to drive. Uh, never have to worry about getting stuck anywhere, uh, no matter what weather conditions. I know a lot of people shit on the H3, their Hummers in general. Uh, it's fun as hell to me, man. I enjoy driving it. Uh, I really do drive it. Um, but I like Hummers, so, um, yeah. I'm a little different. I like I like different kind of cars than most people. So, eh. um, Fine Ape says I'll have to link you the story about the time the CB stole eight locomotives and fourteen pallets of beer for the North Koreans. Yes, yes, Ape, you do need to link that to me. Uh, fourteen pallets of beer—that's that's rookie numbers, man. That's that's nothing. That said, stealing eight locomotives—I want to hear the story. Well, guys, like I said, thank you guys for joining live. If you're listening to this in in, in podcast form, 
the conversation, or if you're watching this in replay, the conversation doesn't have to end. Utilize the comment section. Any questions you have for me, go ahead and ask them. I'll, I'll answer the comments. Uh, I try to answer them as quickly as I can. Um, if you're in podcast form, we ask you, hey, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and, and subscribe to the, the podcast and maybe give us a good rating. Uh, it sounds weird, but in the podcast world, the ratings and all of that are huge for the algorithm and analytics to help uh, push this podcast to more places. Once again, we want to thank Hyperion Munitions for sponsoring Season 2 of the Jarhead Podcast. We're recording with Dakota Meyer this week. We've got a few other awesome, awesome guests coming up. Uh, in the next few months uh, to finish out the season before uh, February. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, go check out HyperiumMunitions.com, all of the different brands underneath their umbrellas. More importantly, I ask a favor of you guys. If you're on Facebook or on Instagram, go find Hyperion Munitions and just leave a comment on any post and say, hey, thanks for helping Ghost Tactical and sponsoring the Jarhead Podcast. It would mean a great deal to me personally. And it would mean a great deal to them as well. So thank you guys for watching. Ozzy says, I'm actually thinking about buying a holster. Ozzy makes holsters. Why are you going to buy a holster? Any thoughts on an OSB with a light? I, I'd say um, I'm a huge fan. Um, now, for like concealed carry and stuff, I like We the People holsters and Clinger holsters. They're an Arkansas brand that make really, really quality holsters. Um, but I'll tell you... I'm a huge fan of like outside the waist and all of that uh, for more tactical for training and all that. Uh, go check out T-Rex, uh, T-Rex Arms. They have some great holsters over there. Um, there's a lot of great holster companies. Um, craft holsters uh, are, are good, but for the for uh, concealed carry like inside the waist, I'm a Clinger holster guy or We the People holsters for outside the waist for competition or training or more tactical stuff. Uh, with like my drop leg and stuff, I'm definitely going to run a T-Rex arms holster for sure. But there's a lot of great holster companies out there. But um, maybe for a poll, where's the best place to put your bug out bag if only only had one? Like, are you talking about Mark? Are you talking about like inside? We could man, we could do a, a, a really cool talk about bug out bags for sure. Maybe we need to do that in the Armed Citizen podcast. Might do that. Uh, but where to place to put it? Like in your vehicle? Are you talking about like where are you putting it? Um, is that what you're asking, Mark? I'm looking forward to seeing what my Subaru, my Subaru, Subaru. My wife is actually looking to get into a Subaru. Uh, she was looking at the Cross Trek for a while, and I think she might end up going with the Outbacks a little bit bigger. But uh, I've always liked the looks of them. I think they're pretty cool. Um, they can kind of get you wherever. So I think you know, she drives. She drives only Japanese cars, and Subaru is a Japanese brand, so it, it fits. Right now, she's driving a Toyota. Um, but I think her next car, she's been really, really looking at a Subaru. So um, we might have a Subaru here in the next year in, in the in the household for sure. Uh, Mark says, yes, where do you put it? Like, okay, that'd be a good conversation. Um, do you want me to answer that where, where I would put it? Or are you asking like me to do a poll or a, a podcast about it? Because I think I could do a poll on it. But more importantly, I think we could have a really good Armed Citizen podcast talking about bug out bags and where to put it and all that stuff. Might might do that this week, matter of fact, Mark. Uh, but if you want me to answer it right now, I'll answer it. But if you don't, then I'll 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 save it until later. Post it on. Hey, thanks, Sykes. I appreciate it. He said he posted on Hyperion for me. I appreciate it. They're really good people. Uh, really, 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 really good people. 
really good products and obviously they're helping out with the podcast sponsoring this year so uh, like i said i appreciate you doing that sykes and all that do a poll bug out bag or or both yeah i could do a poll and a, and a uh maybe a show on that be interesting thanks for the idea mark if you guys have any um yeah, that's a good thing if you guys have any ideas on what you want to hear on some of the shows or if there's any guests out there that are military think about the jarhead podcast everyone thinks it's only marines it's not uh, i have seal buddies of mine ranger buddies of mine um you know i've had green berets on i've had i've had them all i've had air force dude on um but yeah uh it's not it's it's just the jarhead because i'm a jarhead so the jarhead podcast doesn't have to be marine so if you have any people out there that you would like for me to try to get on that have an interesting story the idea that i want is someone that's that's successful outside the military uh that shows that you know taking what you've learned in the military and being successful after life after military life in your real world life that's kind of what i'm looking for but if you guys have any people that you want me to uh, reach out to let me know. Send me a, an email or send me a DM on Instagram or whatever. And uh, let me know who you guys would like to see on the, the podcast. We'll see if we can get them for season three for sure. Uh, Mark says, you can answer my answer. primary vehicle tends to be nearby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've got not just one. So I'm, I've got them in different places, um, different vehicles and all that. But yeah, absolutely. Um always want to have it with you man you never know you never know and a bug out bag for me is something different than what you might be thinking as a bug out bag is for me it's gonna be more of survivalist and medical um you know having a trauma kit a first aid kit some um some different things to stop the bleed um maybe some kind of food that you might be able to have if you're stranded somewhere for a few days uh, some ways to create fire, um, different things like that. It's not a bug out bag that's going to have a bunch of ammo in it because I've already got that in the vehicles and all of that ready to go. But the bug out bags can be more of a survivalist and and medical bag. Uh, maybe we can talk about that as well. How about a holster for a PSA dagger full size? Uh, once again, guys, uh, holsters, especially if you're talking Kydex, there's so many good Kydex holsters out there. I'll tell you my brands again that I I've used for years now that I trust that I know these people personally and I trust their holsters for anything uh, for concealed carry inside the waist. I'm looking for um, we the people or Klinger and Klinger is an Arkansas company here uh, a couple hours from me. Great people uh, for outside the waist. I'm not saying that I have all sorts of brands, but the ones that I would go to, like if I, if, if they have a, if they have a model that I'm looking for, then I get them, uh, we, the people and clinger for inside the waist for outside the waist, whether it's for training, competitive shooting or whatever. I like T-Rex arms. Uh, they're really good stuff. In your opinion, with the plethora of double stack micro nines, our mouse guns, 25, 32s, 30, 380s, absolutely obsolete. I, I don't think so. Um, I think this is a phase, and I think you're even starting to see that phase wear down, uh, especially in the 380, like something like the Gerson uh, MC14T. Uh, but the trend in guns, uh, I, I think, are getting away from the micro, micro, micro polymer guns, and you're seeing a lot of companies out there that are going with steel frame guns. Um, they're going back to the metal guns. They're going back to some of the old retro designs. Um, so no, I don't think that the 25 and the 32 ACP, the three eighties are obsolete at all. 
I don't think they'll ever go away. Um, I think that there for a while it was like, how small can we build a double stack, right? Um, and that's great. They're, they're great. I don't particularly like the micro double stacks. I'm not a 365 guy at all. I don't, they're great guns. It's just not me. Um, now, Clover is a big 380 guy. If he's still out there, he'll, you know, uh, 380 I think 380 is fine. Um, but yeah, uh, Sykes will tell you now, even though a dagger is a Glock 19, Glock 19 Hoser will not fit the dagger. There you go. I don't have a dagger. I have an Anderson Kiger. And I love that thing, by the way. Uh, and that fits all of my 19 holsters. So you might have to go find an, an actual holster for a dagger. And so your options might be limited. I don't know. The great thing about the Kiger is they're going to fit in 19 holsters. So um, there you go. Um, that's a bug out bag to the T for me as well. Environmental survival. Light ammo and a half uh, bag, half full. Boots tend to fill up the back. There you go. Uh, let's see. Your trigger guard on the dagger is just a few millimeters different. It won't connect to the lock. Oh, okay. There you go. I see more of a hammer fire coming out. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see a lot of hammer fired stuff coming out. I think that the double stack 1911s are going to kind of take over uh, for the next couple of years, and that's going to be what you say, which is going to be bigger frame guns. Um, now, most of them aren't going to be 380s. They're, I'm sure someone might have a 380, but they're going to be 45, 9 millimeter, 10 millimeter, that kind of stuff like that. But I don't see, I think. I see the trend of the next few years in the gun industry going back for handguns, at least going back to bigger framed and, and probably even steel framed um, guns. I think that's going to be the trend. I, I think that the the micro micro guns had their had their run. Nothing wrong with them, but I think that um, I think what people are finding is the smaller you make a gun, the harder it is to shoot accurately and pro being being proficient with it. So it is what it is. I uh, got one coming with 10 mags. There you go. So, guys, we are going to uh, get out of here, and uh, we will um, be – we'll have, like I said, Dakota Meyer. We recorded with him this week, so that will be – he's a Marine with the Congressional Medal of Honor. We'll have that out probably the next couple of weeks, edited and all that on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms, um, and we'll have a bunch of guests coming out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um Looking forward to the guests we've got coming up for sure. Thanks, guys, for watching. Be Get to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Stay in tune with all the two-way legislation, both local, state, and federal. Make sure that your elected representatives are doing their job. And if not, guess what? 2024 is an election year. We can make that change real, real quick. Most importantly, um, just be a good American. Be uh, be someone that is worth the sacrifice of some of the greatest humans in the world, the, the servicemen that gave their life to protect this country and preserve our way of life. Uh, make sure that they, they did not give their lives up in vain. Be a good citizen. Be a good person. Um, that's how you honor the veterans. Don't say thank you for the service. Just be a good citizen. Be a good American, and that's thanks enough. Uh, get out there and enjoy your freedoms of being American, one of which is to keep and bear arms. Uh, and go check out all of our sponsors. A big shout-out to our title sponsor, Hyperion Munitions. Go check out Veteran Ammo. Go check out Garrisar. Go check out Ariskany Arms. Great, great companies. All of them are under the umbrella over at Hy Hyperion Munitions. Go check out HyperionMunitions.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you soon. Real quick, this is my PSA of the night. No crayons were injured during the recording of this podcast. 
We'll see you soon. Simplify. Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To check out all of the episodes of the Jarhead Podcast, plus all of our other podcasts that we're involved in, and all of our social media platforms, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us. Once again, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate your time and always your support. We'll see you soon. Simplify.